Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, Blurtsters. I know it's been a long, long time coming, but we are back. And I say we, not in the name of I. I say we. Professor Wentz is joining the show uh, full-time for as long as I can uh, bribe him. And uh, he will be a absolutely welcome um, host. Uh, co-host, as it were, obviously. Uh, we will be the hosts of the show and the new blurt, the new improved, 80% better than it was before. Is that a real, real thing? Who knows? All we know is that the world must be better because Donald J. <clears throat> is not the president of the US. So let's get on with the blurt. Let's crack on with the show. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the Blurt. So, yes, you are right. You are back on the new Blurt, the new improved 2021 version of the 2020 disaster that was the Blurt. Uh, we did have, I think we had about 100 downloads and we did 17 episodes, so it wasn't completely terrible, but... Um, we are hoping that the new blurt will be a lot better. I'm not actually going to call it the new blurt. Well, I'm not sure. I might. But I'm blurting now, so I shall stop blurting. As you heard from the top of the show, we have a new uh, <clears throat> new man in town, and that man is Professor Wentz. But from now on, we will just call him Wentzy. And welcome, Wentzy, to the show. I wish I had an applause for you right now. Try to build one. No, that's but, okay. I'll, I'll just imagine it in my head that I've got it. <laughs> if, uh, if, 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 I, if I could get my uh, hands going at the same time and record it, I, would. I really, really would, because you deserve it. So, Wentzy, can you uh, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, why you're going to be such a good uh, contributor to the show? Well, I don't know about being a good contributor, but a little bit of history. I am an ex-Melbourneian now living in in good old Queensland, the uh, the Sunshine State. And um, been here for a few years now with family and kids, but, um, yeah, just really enjoying it. But, uh, yeah, Keely and I go back, uh, way back, a long time. So, yeah, both share good love of sport mm. and, and politics and beers and a bit of everything. Yes, and, and, and that's exactly right, Wensi. And that's what the show's all about, a bit of it politics, a bit of uh, general stuff, definitely uh, beers. Uh, I'm bringing back beer education from uh, the good old year of, I think it was 2007 or something, um, well before anyone really knew about President Donald, whatever his name was. So, um, so yeah, so beer education is going to come back and I'm probably going to get you to run with that segment, uh, Wincy, because I know that mm -hmm. you are a very much a, a microbrewery man and you're always uh, showing us uh, a new a new brew and I'm sure everyone would be particularly interested in it. Well, indeed. But now it's time for the COVID countdown. Right, so this week uh, the COVID numbers are not good, not good at all. Uh, in Australia they are. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, Wensi, but uh, on the COVID countdown, we normally do the top five. And um, there is a top one 
hundred that Australia was in. I think they were number ninety nine or something. But I've got a feeling they might have jumped out of that now because uh, they're so low on the case uh, load, which is you know really really good for Australia. Yeah, leading from the back, awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what we want. Exactly right. Nicely said. I like it. Um, yeah, so the USA, unfortunately, are leading from the front. I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, they're now up to nearly 27 million cases. And uh, total deaths is 454,000. It's, it's sort of like this isn't even happening at the moment in a way because we're living in such a fantasy uh, world in Australia. I mean, what's it like up there in Queensland? Oh, it's been pretty good up here. Um, we had a recent um, three-day lockdown in uh, mid-January, but uh, the southeast Queenslanders uh, uh, went through that really well and they behaved well. Had a few hours of um, panic buying and, and toilet paper um, mad rush at the supermarkets um, again. Now not doing the toilet paper run, no pun intended, again. No, <laughs> again. We haven't learnt. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't get it. Can you explain to me why the first thing that people think is I won't be able to wipe my ass if I'm locked inside? I mean, haven't people heard of books or newspapers or something? Exactly, yeah. You've got, you got various books. You've got Kevin Rudd book. You've got Melvin Turnbull books. <laughs> You've got um, any number of uh, Trump books available. So any of those books you've got on your bookshelf. 100% right. Go for it. 100% right, Quincy. And um, I read, uh, believe it or not, I did because I am a bit of a wide reader. I read Tony Abbott's book a few years ago and then obviously I burnt it. So I wasn't able to use it during COVID. So that was, a, a you know, a little bit of a letdown from that perspective. But um, I'm sure you can find it in secondhand bookstores. So uh, you've still got another chance. I <laughs> know uh, it's okay. One one was enough, Wednesday. One was enough. But uh, okay, fair enough. Pe- people would know on this show. They might not know, but people I would think will probably would know that uh, pretty much we're pretty centre left, and and Wednesday's probably a little bit more left than I am. I uh, I sort of appeal more um, uh, to the uh, the Labor Party, definitely not the Liberal Party. Although, as I say that, I didn't absolutely hate um, uh, Malcolm Turnbull. I did absolutely hate that he had no balls to do anything with his government. That's what I hated. But exactly. Everything everyone hoped that he was going to do and, and make Australia uh, Australians proud, he just never did. Like I said, didn't have the balls. You were just about to say, make Australia great again, weren't you? I could just... Oh, yes. Yes, I had to stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just too easy to say, and it, it's really terrible too. Because I mean, they get a it rolls off the tongue so well, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely shocking. So, do you sit on the political spectrum? Just so we all know, we're nailing uh, all our um, uh, you know, all our beliefs and um, thoughts to the mast early. Okay. Um, generally, like you said, uh, left leaning. Um, although I do um, swing anywhere between centre and, and left. So, uh, yeah, Turnbull That's what would have been a good leader. Um, but there's also a lot of social uh, values there that could be um, implemented here in Australia that would make um, a, lot of, a lot of Australians uh, better off. But that's a big challenge to get over. Um 
And I'm not, I'm not against making money because, hey, that's what we're here for. Um, and that's the world we live in at the moment. But, yeah, it'd be nice if we could just distribute that wealth a little bit. Yeah, look, I think beautifully said, beautifully said. And that comes into a beautiful segue of uh, what America's trying to do with the COVID uh, situation at the moment. You've got the, the government over there, President Biden. Oh, that just rolls off the tongue so beautifully. Um, oh. President Biden, um, he uh, obviously is trying to get his uh, $1.9 trillion uh, COVID supplements um, out, but you've got the, unfortunately, you've got the opposition there trying to stop it. I think, to be honest, that was a bit of an ambit claim because he knew he'd never get that much. But as you know, if, if, if you're trying to sort of, um, if you're trying to uh, get something in a negotiation, you always ask for more because you... Exactly. That's right. So you can compromise. You've got somewhere to go. So I'm pretty sure that's what he was doing. Um, but I really do hope uh, for the US sake that uh, they can do something about it because there's absolutely no doubt about the fact that they are going to be up to half a million deaths pretty soon. Pretty tragic. Probably by the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, it's pretty tragic. It's pretty morbid. Um, and just to give an example of the difference, uh, India is number two in the number five chart and they're just under 11 million and they've got 1.4 billion people in their country which is almost five times as many as the states so that just gives you an example of how terrible terrible job they have done and uh, and brazil's in the same uh, spot that's just terrible as well believe it or not where do you think number five would be who do you think out of all the world number five would be uh my guess would be either spain or mexico yeah, well, uh, believe it or not, Spain and Mexico aren't even in the – well, Spain is in the top ten. Mexico is not. Again, we don't oh. through those figures, I suppose. But the UK is. They are number five. They're now up to nearly 4 million cases with about 60 million population and 100,000. Wow. That's why they've got such a lockdown in there. And uh, what we'll do in um, – in future shows, probably uh, in the next uh, within the next month or so, we'll get um, uh, Professor Chris uh, in the segment Lunder calling um, also on the line, and we can have a bit of a discussion about what's happening in England at the moment from a lockdown situation and how people are being affected. But I think there's enough uh, COVID talk this week. And what we're going to do, we're going to go into a new uh, segment this week, brand new segment, and it's called. Get off the grass, GOMO. Sure. So I know, Wincy, that um, SCOMO, a.k.a. Scott Morrison, from Mr. Scott Morrison, um, is one of your favourite people. And I thought we would have a segment dedicated to him because you could um, uh, requite your undying love for him on the segment publicly. So I thought we would uh, just start off with uh, you sort of uh, the, how, you know, counting the ways of, of how you adore the man and, and what it is that uh, you'd like to actually say about the, what's he done now? You know, what's a good thing he's done now? Or maybe it's not so good, Wentz. I think the, uh, the not so good far outweighs the good. <clears throat> um, definitely think his... Um, tackled the COVID crisis very well. Um, 
over the last 12 months. Uh, there's a lot of things that he's done wrong in that time with COVID, um, which I'm sure we can go through into a lot of detail down the track or it might be just old news. We won't even care now because we're looking forward um, now rather than back. So That's true. But he is, no looking, he is a... Looking back. Sorry? No looking back. Only <laughs> no looking back. Only forward. Um, speaking of lo- looking forward, um, our Honourable um, Scott Morrison uh, will be uh, cutting back on the uh, job seeker support <clears throat> later this year in a couple months. So I'm not very happy with that because there's still a lot of people still um, suffering from their uh, uh, job losses or businesses going out of out of um, out of uh, business, I guess, sorry. Doesn't make sense, but well, that's a bit funny to say. Um, but, yeah, there's, and there's a lot of industries that weren't helped during the COVID, like uh, the arts industry. And so I'm really worried about those people. So, <clears throat> so it'd be really nice if, uh, yeah, if the government could support them a little bit more, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, and that's a really good point to raise because, as you say, the JobKeeper job supplement is um, going to be reduced very, very soon. I was listening and um, obviously uh, they haven't made a decision because if they did, they'd have to tell people and uh, pe- people obviously can't vote for them if they actually know what they're going to do uh, before they um, have an election. But that's very, very cynical by me. Um, because uh, I can't remember. I think I think fortnightly it was something around thousand bucks or whatever. And before they had the pandemic, it was forty bucks a day. And and some um, a liberal uh, member said uh, last year. Oh no, not it might have been last year. I think I think it was last year. No, twenty twenty. No, probably nineteen. I'd say because no one said anything last year. Uh, 2019 that uh, yeah it was possible you could live on 40 bucks a day and uh i think she's living in her parents basement doing that but um that i'm I'm with you wentz i'm quite scared that they're going to go back to that and uh, i know that acos australian um uh uh, not disabilities the um homeless sort of um organization uh, have come out ceos come out again um she's really really strong on this because she's particularly scared that yeah there'll be so much more homeless again and because this is actually keeping well as you say it's keeping people alive yeah yeah exactly all those who who, um just fell below the poverty line because of covid yeah that's just going to send them back even more now so Yes, that's frightening. It is. It is frightening. And and the other thing is also that I've heard is that because I was listening the other day and they were saying in the, the treasurer, um, Frydenberg, had said that uh, businesses during the pandemic who have, uh, well, exploited is, is, is a very strong word, yeah, probably the right word, but <laughs> it's a very strong one, um, who've made a profit during the time of receiving job keeper benefits and then um, passing those uh, benefits that they were able to uh, keep onto their executives and pay them bigger bonuses and sack the people that work in those ways. There are some unscrupulous and people obviously with some ethics out there, business owners are giving those um, profits back 
and saying, no. Yes, I've heard that too. Unfortunately, there's many that aren't. Mm. And uh, this government is not mandating them to do so either. Why do you think that would be? Because a lot of their mates are donating money to the, uh, to the political parties. That's my belief. I know. We're, we're cynical, aren't we? The problem is... I know. I know. Unfortunately, we're accurate because... Yes. You're right. You're spot on. Those people will probably vote for them and they don't lose Oh. It's exactly the same thing that just happened in America. I mean, you know, you just had a whole bunch of pl a planned attack by, you know, um, nutcase militias and um, conspiracy theorists and all the rest of it. It was it was a really well planned attack with an inside man and all the rest of it, or maybe inside woman, but definitely inside person. Um, that you know it was nearly a super tragic um, end to some of the the people in um, government uh, over there, as as Ooh. it were. And, um, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly right. You know, so um, yeah, we've got to. We definitely have to be careful uh, what we wish for, and um, and we will talk about. We will talk a little bit more about that in the um, in the upcoming segment. That is. I don't, don't want to be an American, be an American idiot. American idiot. Don't want a nation under the new media. Yeah, well, this week um, they have decided uh, that Mitch McConnell, who is the uh, minority leader in the Senate in um, in America at the moment, uh, and has been well, he's been there for thirty six years, but. He's he's been he was the majority leader obviously before, but now he's gone into minority stakes. It looks like he's thinking about contemplating maybe there is a chance in hell, you know, over his dead body, that um, he may convict Donald J. <clears throat> um, at the impeachment trial. But won't that mean that he has to get support from the rest of? Senate? Yes, well, unfortunately, you're 100% correct. They need 67 people uh, in the Senate. I think there's 102 all up. So um, they've got 51, I think, or 50, and they need 17 from the – So sorry, there's 50 Democrats and there's uh, – sorry, there's 48 Democrats, two independents, and they'll probably vote Democrat, and um, – and uh, Kamala Harris will be the tiebreaker if they need one. And in this case, if they need yeah, it. in this case, they need another 16 votes or another 17 votes from the um, uh, from the Republican side. But but getting back to what we were just alluding to before, um, problem is that again, I was listening to uh, some of the problem is that there is no like the Democrats are trying to be as um, partisan as they can they're trying to reach across the aisle and they're, they're not trying to get people on side they're just trying to compromise they're trying to negotiate they're trying to get things through etc but unfortunately what the republicans have found out and they've discovered by the amount of time they obstructed obama when he was there they found out that the best way for them to keep getting elected is just to stop the other side from able to do anything they want to do and then the people that vote for them will just say, oh, well, you had all these promises, but you didn't pass any of them. And, you know, and I was just like, well, 
surely someone's got to come out and just nail this to the floor and say, well, the reason this is is because these guys over here will not vote for it. They are stopping your wants and your uh, needs being met because of their own selfishness of wanting to just be voted in to for the next election. Correct. That's right. Yes, that's happening too too often around the world, isn't it? We see that here, that they're so short-sighted in what they do and uh, don't really listen to the people. So, yes, yes, we're seeing a repeat uh, of what's happening in America but happening here now in Australia. And it's pretty amazing because um, even when the the capital was being ransacked at the time and they could hear everything happening, inside the chamber at the time they were actually debating about whether to overturn Pennsylvania and Arizona votes. And there were still Republican senators um, in, in the positive to do that. Uh, Mitch McConnell uh, basically was telling them the whole time, this is just bullshit now, don't, but don't do this, this is rubbish. But there's some real mm. nut jobs there. And, um, I mean, there's a Republican senator from Georgia, believe it or not, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she's a um, QAnon uh, conspiracy theorist. And some of the stuff that she comes out with is just utterly ridiculous. And so uh, Mitch McConnell has just, um, he's in the middle of trying to remove her from every committee that there is and not allowing her to be on any of them. So, yeah, uh, what's the term? Censure her so that she can't vote and vote any other, have any power or any voting rights. I, I think that, I think that's yeah. correct. And, and yeah, gee whiz, mm. you, you don't want that. You just, you know. This, this just shows how, how, um, how broken the Republican Party is in America where you've got such a divide between all the members. Well, it, it, it takes guts to do what you believe, and, and I understand that, but mm. it doesn't take any guts to do what you don't believe but you do believe will keep you in power. And, mm, correct. and, and, that's, right. and that's what they're doing. They're going, well, we could go against the Trump base that we know are nutcases, but we need their votes. So, therefore we're not going to say anything. We're just going to, you know, just let it sort of go on. I mean, it, 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 it's just, oh, it's, it's funny. I was, I was listening again to something the other day and they were saying that um, they wouldn't be surprised. This comes straight from the American's mouth. Um, they wouldn't be surprised in the next, I think, 20 years. There's a chance that the country could go back to what it was years ago. I um, red and blue states. Yeah. Really? Wow. Um, if well, if they can't, way. you know, if they if, if they can't reconcile what's happening at the moment, and they do not call out the amount of lies that that idiot um, told, you know, I mean, I don't like uh, Scoma as much as uh, you don't for so many different reasons, but I can't put him in the same bracket as. Um, Jay. No. Um, it's just because, well, for one thing, Donald J, when it comes to politics, um, 
Well, he knows how to play politics, but he has not got a clue what a policy is, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. He just knows how to um, how to work mm. the system to get his whatever yeah. he wants. That's that was yeah, his game. Exactly right. Exactly right. But um, enough about him. Um, he is, uh, yeah, he, he'll be going to his impeachment trial and uh, we'll see where that goes. I, th- I don't know when that's meant to be. I, I don't know if they've slated a date yet. Have, do you know if they... I think it's next week because um, the ex-president has lost a few lawyers in the last few yes, days. So... so he's still struggling to get a, a team of lawyers to, Very to help him true. out. Very true. Very um so yeah we'll see what happens in in that space but hopefully um he represents himself that would be awesome to see on telly oh yeah yeah i can't wait to see his head again it'll just be (laughs) we haven't seen him on tv in a month so we need some more oh yeah that was the thing though hey i mean a few years ago you're going oh this is ridiculous and then you're going oh my god this is ridiculous uh this is boring now. Politics is so boring now. Yeah. You know, you want it boring, don't you? you, you yes. To be boring <laughs> and get shit done. Um, but, uh, yes. but, but Do the job that we elected yes. you for. Well, unfortunately, going back to our um, Get Off the Grass ScoMo segment, um, ScoMo could say he is doing what a slight majority of the country voted him to do, which is... Four-fifths of BA, basically, i.e. bugger. Because they didn't go with any policies at all. So, you know, you can't really let them down. No. It's a low bar, so um, of course it's going to be Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, So, yeah. So, next week uh, we will talk a bit more... uh, um, uh, bit more American American uh, politics and, and hopefully we should be able to actually talk about what happened at the trial. That should be um, good to, um, to have a natter about. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be good to see what's happening over there. But now it's time for the new segment of Be Education. Over to you on Beachcation, Wensy. What you got for us? Have you got anything cracked open? Anything that you're calling as? No, we... not today. I didn't prepare myself for today, but I have um, come up with a list of recommended beers because I'm not sure if the viewers or the listeners out there have are aware. Much like the uh, Triple J Hottest 100. There is a Hottest 100 beer list uh, that's been running for a few years now, and it's called The Gabs, the Great Australian Beer Spectacular. Oh. And, and it's sponsored by um, Dan Murphy's The Craft Pint, which I highly recommend to download the app because I've got lots of reviews by regular people as well as the pros. Um, and the Australian Brews News also have a podcast. Um, worth listening to. So if you love your beers, um, highly recommend those two uh, uh, apps and uh, and podcasts. So uh, so let me just get jump jump into the gabs. That's before we um, go. Like, going like, to Wenty. Yes. Yeah. No. Look, absolutely. And what uh, Wenty will get those uh, names and he'll put them in the um, show notes 
this show. You'll send the link and they'll be there. People can download at their uh, at their time and at their delight to do so. Thank you very much for that, Wenchy. That will be great. No problem. But everything I learn, I want to pass on to everyone else to enjoy. So, very nice. Um, now- yes, yes. I'm a new I'm a new convert to beer. I was never a beer person until um, I met. Keely, several years ago, he got me into it. And then when I moved up to Brisbane, got even more into it with all the different microbreweries out here. So, yeah, really enjoying uh, all the different varieties. So on the, top, on the hottest 100 beer list, is that a hottest 100 Australian beer list or is that uh, an international list or is that micros or is it big boys or what, what's, what's the list all about, Wenty? Okay, so the list is all about um, independent uh, breweries as well as um, some of the bigger names. So you're not going to see your 4X. Sorry to all those people who love their 4X out there. Uh, so you won't see them it's in the list. Heartbroken. Yeah, exactly. We've got the little tiny fiddles out now. Um, yes, so it's all about craft beer and, and even some ciders. Uh, sometimes make it into the list uh, and it's a popular vote. So the brewery is themselves will nominate their brews um, and the, and submit them to the GAB, GABs. And then just like Triple J, you will see your list or the list that's on their website and you just do your vote, your top five votes um, in order. And so it's actually... There's two hot, uh, three hottest 100s. There's one for Aussie beer, one for Kiwi beers, and then one for independence. So they're the true independents. So you're not, you don't get your um, the ones by Lion, I think it is. Is it Lion? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kiwi, yeah, yeah, Kiwi Lion, yeah. It's, it tastes like you just urinated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so... Um, that's done every year, has been running for a few years. I've always been wanting to vote for the last couple of years, but always forgetting, just like Triple J, always do that. But this year I did both, so I was pretty proud of myself this year. For Triple J, both for the B list? Yes. Yes. Which, which one, though? The B list or Triple J? I was happy with both because most of my, well, my Triple J songs, all my songs made it into the hottest nice. 100. None of them made it for number one, unfortunately. But uh, with the brews, I don't think any of them made it, uh, or a couple brands made it, but not the specific um, variety. So either way, I was happy. Did my vote. Um, but yes. So, um, so let me just go through the top five, simply because I have I have tasted some of their beers in um but not no, all the varieties good. i so would be awesome what, we'll have to wrap up so, soon as well because i know you got to get going okay that's all right okay so at number five in the hottest aussie craft beers was uh a good old uh queensland brand called black hops now i have had some of the the black hops beers and i do enjoy their beers um I'm a big IPA fan, so um, pretty much like any any style of IPA, um, and they're all slightly different, I guess. Um, but yeah, 
highly recommend anything nice. from Black Hops. At, at number four came Your Mates, another Queenslander uh, beer. I've never heard it's of these called Your guys. Mates. Uh, okay. Your Mates. And and it's a, the, the name of the beer is called Larry, and it's an Australian pale ale. And, you, and that came so, in number five in the Hottest 100. Sorry, uh, number four, four wow. that one. Number four. And, where, and can you only buy this stuff in Queensland? Can you buy it anywhere else? No. No, I'm pretty sure I've seen them in Victoria. Um, but definitely see them everywhere up here, Black Hops. Never seen your mates. You might have to go to some specialty um, uh, stockists. But I'm guessing Dan Murphy's might stock a lot of these, seeing as they're yeah, um, you one think of the sponsors. We'll, we'll, of we'll the, definitely have the... a look at that. And what's at number three? What's the number three? Okay, so number three, again, another Queenslander, good old mates of, of mine, Bolter. Love B-A-L- their beers. And this is one that I, B-A-L-T-E-R. Yeah, I didn't know that was Queensland. I've definitely seen it down here. I didn't know that was Queensland. See, what you're, what you're telling me is yeah. the top five beers out of the top what one hottest 100 beers in Australia under the independent list. Is that right? Yep, so three of the top five are Queenslanders. Well, not not making me as Victorian yet. very happy at the moment, Wentzy. Have well, you got any good? No, no sorry. Sorry. They... I'll tell you where the highest Vic comes, came in okay. after we get to number Let's... one, just to satisfy those Victorians. Um, so Bolter, they came in with an XPA, yeah. Extra Pale Ale, and I have had that many times over the last... Couple of years. Um, yeah, so I do pretty enjoy that one. Too many in uh, drive. No, no, not this one. I've I've had a pint with uh, lunch with workmates, and yes, yes, I'm glad I um, oh, stuck with two pints because any more than that, sure. I would have been sleeping. <laughs> I I can knock two that. Uh, yeah, I tell no you, I'm, I'm not that great anymore. It's like I get to three, at least a pint and a half of water. Aren't you? Yeah. Uh, okay, at number two is Stone and Wood with their Pacific Ale. Oh, so they're in New South Wales brew house. Is that Good Sydney? Is it Wood. New South Wales, is it? Uh, yes, New, New South Wales. I don't know exactly Lovely where I'm beer. guessing. Uh, it's a really good beer. That is- yeah. So they, oh, they wow. were number one last year. Well, yeah, so they right. went down one. Drum roll, please. And so now, drum roll, is a brewery from the nation's capital. And it's Bent Spoke with Crankshaft, an American IPA. Now, I've had plenty of Bent Spoke beers. My favourite of theirs is a Red Nut, which is a red pale ale. Uh, But this Crankshaft, I think I have had it in the past and... I have enjoyed it. So anything by Ben Spoke. And that's in Cam- That's a Canberra beer, yeah? Canberra. Oh, Crankshaft. Yes. Well, that winds it up. Top five. So, got- Yes. But before we go, let me tell you what the highest Victorian yeah. uh, brew was. In the top ten at least. And it's, it's a Beechworth. They did make it into the top ten. It's a Beechworth okay. beer. And the brewery is oh. called Ridge Road. 
with the Beechworth bailout. See, I thought that Bridge Road was the one in Richmond. That's what but I it's thought not. too. Until I started reading the, the blurb and it's from um, from Beechworth. There's a road called Bridge Road. Oh, I did not enough. know. Always learning, always liking. Okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah no, they're good beers. No, definitely. Well, they are some crackers. And just so everyone knows, number one, Crankshaft, number two, oh. Stonewood, number three, Bolter, number four, Your Mates, and number five, Black Hops. So get out of town if you can get your laughing gear around some of those since Wentzy has recommended them highly to do so. So, look, that is your lot. That's the end of the show. Wentzy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Obviously, all you. But... Uh, Likewise. No, it's been great. It's been absolutely great. So uh, I look forward to catching up with you again on the Blurt, and we will talk about uh, quite a few of these things again, and we'll probably do be education again, and um, and we might, might, I don't know, we might take another angle on be education. I'm not exactly sure where yet, but we'll have a think about that. But um, until this time next week, everyone keep safe. Uh, keep, uh, yep, keep safe, Wincy, and to all blitzers, keep listening. Always I'll catch you later. Look Bye. On the right side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your sin, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance, anyhow. So always look on the bright side.